0: Thank you for joining me. I'm Brandi J. Singleton, a voice to be reckoned with the next level. I am here with my awesome, awesome guest over here laughing at me. (laughs) We have awesome Brian Snow of Snowman. He's the CEO, co-founder of Snowman Digital Media and host of the Snowman in the Morning. Brian, how did I do?
1: Uh, You did great. (laughs) You did awesome. You did awesome,
0: and thanks for for having me. Anytime, anytime, Brian. You're, I'm just very, very happy that you uh, wanted to come on.
1: Thanks for having me. Much appreciated.
0: Thank you, thank you. Um, so Brian, can you please uh, let my listeners know about um, Snowman um, Digital Media and your uh, Morning Show too, Uh, Brian? I mean, sorry, uh, Snowman in the morning. Can you tell us more about that and what you do?
1: Uh, Snowman Digital Media is a company that uh, I created because I've had so many people ask me to help them uh, produce their podcasts and produce their show. So I just had, I I just designed it to be a distributor of my show as well as others. Uh, Also got the SDM Sports Network, a lot of sports programming there, and it went under three former names, but that company will be celebrating its 25th season uh, beginning uh, labor beginning labor day and snowman in the morning started that October 2013 back in my hometown of Chicago because someone actually dared me to put a show out there because um I've always was in sports conversations with my friends and they kept saying you ought to have your own show you ought to have your own show so I said you know what let's let's try it so it was an hour long show beginning on October of 13 and now it's a full two-hour show five days a week I love doing it. That's amazing. All right. So
0: a dare. Hmm?
1: (laughs) A dare. A dare of all things. A dare. An idea is how my sports career started. And a dare is how my sports show started. Because I'll share this story. My sports broadcasting career began December of 1995 off of an idea. Because I was at Chicago State University. And my friend Kevin had checked out a camera from the uh, speech and theater department. And I asked him if he can attach a microphone to that. And he said, yeah, what do you have in mind? So with permission to use said microphone and said camera, walked over to the gym, and Chicago State was playing Northern Illinois that night. And we got permission to go up on the track, which was upstairs, set up our camera, set up our microphone, and with only one page of notes, that was my first play-by-play call 25 years ago.
0: Wow. so I take it you wouldn't have done anything different. <laughs> no.
1: No. As long as I got one of these or one of these, I'm good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. So I take it you leave the house with one of those, huh? <laughs> right? When I'm, just when, I'm on a,
1: when I'm on assignment, I do.
0: Otherwise, they stay like, here. I can imagine you just bust the one out. you like, I'm ready. <laughs> just bust one out of your pocket. <laughs>
1: Well, when I, I carry my, my when I carry my phone with me, it has a recorder on it just in case someone wants to record an interview. So I always have that ready.
0: Yeah. So <laughs>
1: Hey, you stay
0: ready. You don't gotta get ready.
1: You have to. You have to stay ready. Mm-hmm. You have to stay ready.
0: You never know. You never know. Exactly. That's why I'm a hot mess all the time. Because I'm I'm maybe a hot mess, but it's only because I stay ready. I just mm-hmm. need a little bit more than that <laughs>
1: <laughs> same here same here
0: oh man oh man that's awesome so uh brian so as far as what what you're doing now is this what you had in, in mind you know uh as far as career wise this is the area that you chose to, to go into with media and everything yeah
1: yeah okay. i want um my first major in college was computer science then I got into the major and realized I hated it. So by 1993, I was changing majors and I kept asking myself, you know, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And I kept hearing old Bulls games in my ear that I would tape and I'd use a ton of old audio tapes Mm -hmm. and my dad caught on to what I wanted to do. I just didn't know it, but my dad caught on before I did. So he would sneak me this big brick of audio tapes. (laughs) <laughs> so I wouldn't bug my mother for it. But yeah, this is this, this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted to pursue uh, most of my life. Like I said, I didn't know it for a long time, but when I changed majors in uh, 1992, 92, 93 year, I knew I was on to something. Awesome, awesome.
0: What struggles have you endured um, since, you know,
1: since on your journey? Getting sponsors, getting people to believe that The digital age is the internet. It's the way to go in the 21st century. Getting people to support my venture. And, uh, you know, just getting people, just getting a lot of people to believe in what I'm doing. Because there's so many people setting their ways. Um, Yeah. A lot of folks listen to radio. And I keep telling them, look, I can tell you from a couple of reliable sources, radio is dying. Radio is on the way. Radio has been on the way out, and it's been that way since 2000. Yeah, and people don't want to. People don't want to believe it. I said, I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and he said, "How can you tell radio is dying or dead?" I said, "Look at the four major sports. Look at the four major leagues: NFL, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball. What do they all have in common? They all have ways for you to listen via the internet, in case you can't get to a radio dial." in case you want to listen to an out-of-market team. All that's in place now. It just took the rest of us to follow suit. And I've been doing it over the internet since 1995.
0: People still haven't caught up
1: yet, huh? No. The the president of the Sportscasters Talent Agency of America, he and I had a heart-to-heart conversation last year. And I said, I don't think I'll ever be on the radio because I don't have a degree in journalism, even though I've self-taught myself how to do this. I don't have the quote-unquote experience. And he said, are you kidding? You've been ahead of the game for a long time. Just got to find the right client to help you prove it. And I said, what? He said, yeah, you've been on the internet all this time. You've been so far ahead of the game, really the only professional team that has taken advantage of it is the Los Angeles Kings. They have shown the radio and they've done everything they're doing everything over the internet now.
0: Very true, very true. I, I know there's like um, but it's still like over the internet there's a few uh, radio uh, they call them radio blogs like um, uh, what is it? I have a talk, blog talk radio mm mm-hmm. mhm and that, and people seem to be, you know, okay with with it, but it's, it's still accessed over on, online. So <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. how much that plays. You know, what I mean, they still address it as radio. You know, they intertwine it, with, but they also have it intertwined with podcasts So when you go into yeah. this, it still has the podcasting like format, format, mm-hmm. and everything. So you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to go through all that with the radio. You have to like. It's, Wait and like go through all the, you know, things you don't want to really go to. And what's going on now, like you said, is more accessible. Like people can get to what they want when they want, or come back to it later, or you know.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Accessibility is so important nowadays. Mm -hmm. So important to music, to radio, to sports, and the accessibility is what a lot of the major college sports teams and the professional sports teams have been working on. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was sitting on a gold mine for so many years until, um, my friend at STAA pointed it out to me, a couple of friends since I've moved here pointed it out to me and my wife pointed it out to me. You know, you've been sitting on this for too long, put it out there and really, and, and, and really put it out there. Use your resources that you know and that you've developed and really, you know, get it out there. The biggest problem for me as I mentioned earlier, and I hope this changes very, very soon, is monetizing it. Mm-hmm. Turning it into what I wanted to do, turning us into um my paycheck. I want my microphone to be my paycheck. I feel
0: ya. <laughs> I'm right there with ya. <laughs> I feel ya. But the great thing about it is you enjoy what you do. So when it turns into that, it'll be just an added addition to what you already love to do, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Rewards you get, like, yes, I did it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
0: Sure. Okay. So what's the what's the uh, greatest so far? Like, uh, you know, you talked about the struggle. What's, what was your first memory, like, that you knew that uh, you were in the right place and, and, you know, that sits with you?
1: When I did my first game, in 1995 i got such a rush even though we got blown out of the building we lost by 40 points did, and we were doing our post game show my friend kevin and i and there was a fellow that played at northern illinois named uh, tj lux and off the top of my head i said he had 26 points and 14 rebounds after we wrapped up kevin looked at me and he said are you sure about those numbers I said, no, but he had somewhere around there. We go downstairs and I meet the voice of Northern Illinois, Mr. Bill Baker, a very, very dear friend. And we pick up the stat sheet and look at TJ Lux. Wouldn't you know it, he had 26 points and 14 rebounds. I looked at Kevin and he looked at me and he goes, (laughs) no way you could have known that off the (laughs) top of your head. I think after then I knew I had created a monster and I had to follow it. I had to, I had to do more. I, I had to do more. As far as my sports talk show goes, I was living with my mother when I launched this. I was up in my room. I said, I'm going to attach my mixer. I'm going to have a handheld microphone and we're going to see, oh, I had a headset at the time. And we're going to see where this goes. Yeah, I got done with that and I'm already <laughs> planning my next show. It's like, okay, I want more. I want more now.
0: <laughs> well, so how did your did your mom? How did she feel? You that you said how your dad how he um, contributed to you mm-hmm. pushing you in the right direction. How was it with your with your mom when she realized what she loved? you
1: loved? She thinks so, I'm kidding still. I don't know. In doing this,
0: <laughs> as it shows that you're not, <laughs> and she's still I mean, kind of
1: seven years seven years later, you would think. Some people, and we spoke about this before we came on the air, you would think mm-hmm. some people would get the message that I'm very serious about this. Yeah. And it's like, nope, we don't think you we don't think you could do it. I've been doing this for seven <laughs> years. I've been broadcasting for 25 years. Just because you haven't seen me on television yet or heard me on radio yet doesn't mean that I haven't been doing this. See, some people equate experience to being on the radio or being on television. I lived in Jasper, Indiana for a year. Been there, done that. I like the medium that I have now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing I noticed too. Is, uh, You would think that your biggest supporters would be your family, but it's so yes. the opposite. They're the most critic, <laughs> like harsh ones.
1: They're, they're to- it's totally the opposite. It's Ooh. totally the opposite because they want to see you in their eyes and their image of what you should be. Mm -hmm. And there's your internal fight. You're going, wait a minute. This ain't what I want to do. And yet, there's still that little innate part of you that wants to please your family, including your parents. Yeah. My dad looked me in the eye and said, go for it. I'm like, wait, what? Like, if you don't like what you're doing, change it. Dad, are you sure we're in the right place? (laughs) Yes. He looked at me and he said, "You stay busy and keep going." That's awesome.
0: I, you probably would say that probably was the most. Would you say that's the most uh, good advice that anyone's ever given you? Was
1: what you? Absolutely, said? absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Because what Dad allowed me to do was make my mistakes. Mm-hmm. He would then swoop up, and make teaching moments out of them, all of them.
0: That's a, you know, we tell our kids, you know, they can do anything. They can reach for Mm -hmm. stars and all that. And then it comes that moment and we're like, oh no, I didn't mean that star.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) What did you mean? then? Can I get a witness? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's important that we are allowed to. I think that's uh, how my mom passed away in 2010, but she... Never was very critical of things that I chose to do. She just was supportive. And then mm-hmm. I think she, but I, and, and she never really said what her tactic was, but I truly believe it was to allow me to grow, to learn, to make my own mistakes. And she'd be there if I fail,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to, to, you know, to help me and push me through. And uh, she did a lot by doing that, you know, created a strong, was, strong woman here. <laughs> that
1: was That was Pops. That was pops yeah. for me. I mean, mom, uh, nothing against my mother. I love her dearly, but and she supported for a little while. But if there was anyone that allowed me to grow, it was pops. It was my dad. So awesome. Do you say that,
0: that would, you would use your that same method with your, um, with your like grandchildren
1: or, or whomever? Absolutely. Absolutely. Be uh, whatever you want to be, go for it. Period. If you need any lessons from me, if you need some advice from me, I'm right here. Yeah, I'll tell my grandchildren, I'll tell my children and my grandchildren that all day long.
0: That's awesome. A lot of people don't have that, and and I, I noticed too. I think I asked you uh, off the record when we were talking the other day. Did you think that the way your mom, your mom's approach was because if maybe if sh- the way she was raised, you know how? Yeah people have a tendency to be raised a certain way and their thinking Mm -hmm. tends to play a part in, you know, like the cycle or something. And you can understand why as a person the way they are and it always leads back to like the way they were, they grew up or the things they were told or not told.
1: That's a part of it. But for me, the other part is she lost her life partner for 40 years. My dad passed away due to prostate cancer. And I know it took a big chunk out of her. I know that because when you're with someone for that long and you lose them, it has a profound effect on you. And I think it had so profound of an effect on my mother that she completely flipped upside down. And the support was lost when I kept pursuing what I want to pursue and going through some of the things that that I've been through. It just seems all of that came into play and cut the cord. And you and I spoke about this off the record. Sometimes you just have to cut the cord and go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I totally understand that. Especially when it's someone so dear so close, like a mother or family yeah. members. you know, you have to like, yeah. really like,
1: it's hard. It is, it is wow. hard. It is, it is hard. I wanted my, I I wished, I wished to God that my mother was at my wedding. But unfortunately, I know how my mother thinks. I know how my mother would act. And no, you're not going to ruin my day. I'll send you wishes from afar. Did, Did I extend the invite to my mother? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But at the same time, my wife and I talked and we were like, nah, don't need an ugly situation. Yeah. Most definitely.
0: If it's unhealthy, it's unhealthy. If it's family or not, yes. not family,
1: you know? Yes. Uh, I, I totally,
0: okay. totally
1: understand. I've, I have her family, okay? And I refer to her dad as Pops, which is a term of endearment for me toward my dad. Whenever I see him, I address him the same way that I would address my dad. So. Yeah,
0: family doesn't have to mean blood, you know? No. It doesn't. I no. told somebody one day, I said, we're just related by default. When you really think about it, I was like, <laughs> you yeah, no choice in the matter. You, you really know? don't.
1: You I really don't.
0: That, you would hope that someone that's running the blood, same blood is running through them, that you can, you know, ha- it could be mean a lot more. But at the end of the day, we're all human beings. And just mm-hmm. because the family doesn't give them a, some kind of magical, <laughs> you know, um. a, yikes. <laughs>
1: I heard a phrase uh, said by a few friends of mine. I believe it goes something to the tune of sometimes our skin folk ain't our kinfolk.
0: <laughs> I like that. Good <laughs> <laughs> okay, deep. It's sometimes, true,
1: our skin, sometimes our skin folk ain't our kinfolk. That is the truth. Yep, the truth. It is. And I, got a, and I got a whole bunch of that saying when my daughter was born. In 2013 and everybody else said congratulations except one that was my mother okay. because all I heard from my mother was are you going to be there for her my mind I internally I snapped I snapped because it's like you're gonna say that after my daughter was born that is that was I can honestly say that was the last straw because I don't want anyone else ruining my happiness.
0: Yeah, for sure. That was that defining moment for you when you're like, okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Could you think Mm -hmm. something like that would, uh, you know, place a a significance in where it would break down that whatever that is there, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, Your child's child. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was my that was my baby girl. My sister was against me for a while. But then I sent her a picture and we had just reconnected last year. And my sister said and I love her for this. My sister said she said I thought it was not your child until I saw that smile. Mm-hmm. Until I saw those eyes. That's your child. I started crying. Well, I was right there, and I was I was crying because I finally reconnected with someone in my blood family <laughs> that cared. Yeah. That abs- that 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 cared. That how did one of my good friends put it that 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 gave a damn. Yeah. <laughs> as simple as it gets. <laughs>
0: yeah. She was willing to admit her wrong and apologize and say hey. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's
0: yeah. Yeah. We all make mistakes and we can admit to them and not be too proud of them but it's, i also tell people it's not about that it's about what you do with it you mm-hmm. know like are you gonna just stew in it or are you gonna make it right
1: yeah yeah and my sister and i have been like i said reunited since last year and when everything gets together here i invited her down here to north carolina and said you got to come visit and she wants to come visit Awesome. Just like when, when the time comes, um, my wife and I are going to go visit her, and she is in uh, Washington right now. She's in Washington State right now. Washington. So I got someone out in the Pacific Northwest. I got folks back in the Midwest, right. and in Chicago and Indiana, and I got friend. I got friends spread all over the country. But my sister, being in the state of Washington, I know that's going to be one of our stops, because yeah. I got to go see her and give her a, hug, a big one, and I got to see know. my nephew.
0: Yep, got to do that because, as we should know, we never know when and what you know is going to happen, and we have to make sure that we are able to mend those bridges. If definitely if it's presented to us, yep, got to take them because that's God saying, "Here's your that chance," you know.
1: Yes, yes, indeed.
0: Yeah, for sure. You have a very powerful story, and um, I like that you you keep such a positive uh, attitude through it all you can tell you have a very strong and smart wife you know keep you grounded (laughs) that's that's (laughs) why
1: two years ago I nearly gave up and it was this month where I met her and since that day she has been my rock she has been my everything how did Barry White put it my first my last my everything yeah that's my Dr. K. That's my Jody. That's I tell you what, she's the most beautiful person, inside and out, that I've ever met. It, it's I, I'm I'm on a roll. Okay, I get to talking about. <laughs> I tell you, what, fine, what, my no wife way. makes a, <laughs> my wife makes a joke when we were uh, working at the same place. She makes a joke. She she tells her friends and mine at the job, either he's talking about sports or he's talking about me. And I'm going, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 pretty much sum, that pretty much sums it up. But when you meet someone like that, that you have such a connection with, you can't help but talk about them. Yeah. You can't help but express to whomever's within earshot of what they mean to you. Yeah. My wife was injured, my wife wife injured her foot and she couldn't go back to work. Every day I went, I promised her I'd step up and do what I can. But the best part about those work days, coming home. Coming home to her. And she was so, so frustrated because she couldn't work and she felt like she wasn't contributing to the family and there were times where I felt like I was contributing to the family. She looked at me one day and hit me with a thunderbolt and said, do you know how long you've been carrying us since I've been injured? I'm like, wait, what? And she said, yeah, you've been doing everything you set out to do. That hit me like a shot because For many, many weeks, I thought, I'm not doing enough. Huh. Wrong. (laughs) And wrong. My confidence was shot to hell because of relationships past. But when you get that confidence back from someone that's been in your corner the entire time, and she's been in my corner since I met her two years ago. Now, each and every day, I get more and more confident in what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, and I'm gonna cry, so you have to forgive me. But hey. that's just... Um, Welcome here. <laughs> that's just... That's real. That's just what she means to me. I mean, this is the same woman who looked me in the eye and said, I want you to chase your dreams as a sportscaster. And to a man to have that kind of vote from someone you love dearly. To have that kind of backing, to have that kind of support, especially to a man. When a man has that kind of support from someone he loves. He can move more than mountains. Amen. And then this is one thing I'm such an advocate for. I'm an advocate for men being confident within themselves. Because on the flip side of that coin, five years ago, I went through a very abusive relationship. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything. And to say that knocked me down until the day I met my wife is an an understatement because When men get abused, hardly anyone believes them. Yeah. I noticed that. And and men get it. Men get abused in relationships, folks. Don't get it twisted. You're talking to someone who's been there. Men get abused, especially verbally and emotionally, which is what I got for the most part. The hardest thing, not only going through it, but when you come out of that relationship, going through the healing process alone and not realizing not realizing what you've been through, not realizing how messed up it left you. That's a dark, dark area. Very dark.
0: Yeah. So I'm taking it your your healing process. Truly, truly began when you met your wife.
1: Yes. It truly began when I met my wife. I was still doing games. I was still doing my show. But it was incom it was so empty. It was so incomplete. It took me from Laporte, Indiana to Jasper, back to Michigan City, July 2018. From twenty sixteen to twenty eighteen. I thought I went through the entire healing process, but it was still empty. The day I met my wife, I started feeling whole again. That's
0: awesome. I um when you were speaking, it uh it registered because I know that uh, I had listened to some past shows and done some past shows, you know, about uh relationships and as far as uh a woman and the things that you do and you don't do when it comes to your significant other, and I always feel like uh somewhere that some women got the idea that it was okay, and that meant that you were strong when you uh kind of got crazy at the mouth with your significant other or call names or just you know just there's just a there's a difference between being strong and not you know taking you know crap or you know. Or mm-hmm. beating yourself, And then there's another thing when you are demeaning somebody. And I feel like yeah. in relationships for, as women, our men could be already so beat up already by society and, you know, things that come their way, that that's the last thing that they, you know, that could the, know, break them is the person that they trust. You know, that one is supposed to hold you down and hold you up.
1: <laughs> right. Carry you down. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what happened. That that's what happened. Trying to run a business basically on my own, I, I met the the I met a woman who I thought was going to be my forever. But every but around every turn, she was trying to undermine me. I mean, and forgive the way I'm going to phrase this. It's bad enough society kicked my ass, but to have the woman that supposedly loved me kick my ass—that's not right it's not right
0: yeah that's make you wonder like who like who really has your back exactly yeah like you're sleeping with like the enemy i guess maybe <laughs> you feel like oh, my God, i'm like i'm in here with the
1: enemy <laughs> like you know? what and you're like what the hell did i get myself into now yeah. what happened trust me i get it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep well, look. well thank goodness now you know You know that that wasn't right and that wasn't normal and that wasn't okay. Okay. You know, that wasn't, uh, because for some people that's the normal and some people settle for it and they think that that's love. I get really thrown off when people tell me that that's how, that's the, I heard this one girl say, that's what I know as love to be is when someone is attacking me or calling me names because that's all she Mm -hmm. knew.
1: So she
0: accepted
1: mm-hmm. that as love, and that really messed me up. Cause so I was like, "Wow, that's not what my ex what my, my, my like. ex said that to me. My ex said that to me because yeah. I know how I, I know how I am as angry as I can get. I don't want to yell, I don't want to scream unless I'm alone, and then I'll yell and scream my brains out <laughs> and get on my and get my frustrations out. But when I'm around somebody, I don't want them to see that 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 yeah. that side of me, and that's a side of me I'm hoping never to see myself. But my ex kept telling me, you know, you can yell at me. I said, no, as mad as I could get at you, I would never take it out on you. I'm sorry if that's all you knew, but that's not me. That's not how I roll. And that kind of started me breaking away from her and getting her out of my life. But when I met, when I met my lovely wife, like we said earlier, that's when the healing process really began. And the thing that really started it—hearing her laugh, mm-hmm. hearing her laugh—I never realized how much that would mean to me to hear her laugh out loud, and I'm part, of, and I'm the reason for it.
0: Laughter <laughs> is uh, medicine for the soul.
1: It is. Yeah. It really is. Wow.
0: Well, I can see by your face and when you speak. And like you said, you speak about sports or your wife. And those are <laughs> two things that make you happy. And that—that that that's what matters, you know? Because you're not hurting anybody. I always say if you're not hurting anybody and it makes you happy, then go for it,
1: you know? Absolutely. No Debbie Downer's here. None here either. Yeah,
0: we, could, we, we could be doing so so much worse, like, things that are, like, undercoming of people like negative things like hurting others being in crime you know so many things that people could be doing that they're not and when it's something that's in a positive direction you would think that one would be more supportive like you know what i mean like cuz
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean so that's that's just logical to me <laughs>
1: yes. You know. It seems like lo- it seems logical, doesn't it? <laughs> it's it's what my uh, it's it's one thing my wife and I talk about all the time. We joke about it. And we just look at each other, going, "You would think that logic would would rule in in cases like this." Uh, sure don't. I just don't.
0: It's what is happening here. It's like the more logical, the more people seem to strand, you know, push away from it. Like, yeah. I was like, I guess that's—is that where that saying "ignorance is bliss" <laughs> comes from? <out?" laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a boss at my old job, and she would walk around all day. Like after she'd get done talking to a lot of us, and she'd go like this with her hand, she'd be like, <laughs> like "I don't get it. I don't understand." And I got—I totally get why she would do that because it was like, um. You know, she's looking for the logic. She can't understand what she just heard or what she didn't hear. She's like, what's wrong with you people? I do it all the time. I'm like, especially when I'm talking to my son and I just get this look. I'm like... What? <laughs> what's going on in there? I was like... You, you, I not open school, but I definitely see where we're lacking here.
1: <laughs> I, I could just... I, I, I know myself, I also love cartoons old cartoons, you just look around at society sometimes and you go what happened? <laughs> 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 you oh. just, like, just like what happened? Did I miss something?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he just gave me the best thought best idea in the world Just turn all this into a cartoon <laughs> just have at it. It'll make it for a good cartoon. And people wonder why
1: I still love Looney Tunes to this day.
0: <laughs> oh, that's OG right there.
1: Look, my a couple of my <laughs> podcast friends uh, um, call call me OG because they, lis- they listen to my show and that's a term of respect for me because I have been at this a while and I want them to grow. I want right. them to surpass what I'm doing. I want them to Blaze a trail of their own. So when they refer to me as OG, that's totally fine for me, because I know how long I've been at this and how bad I want them to succeed. Yeah. But you got a hell of an idea. Let's turn this society into a cartoon and okay. give it a Looney Tunes feel. Right? <laughs> right. Get people Something. Look. <laughs> I, my wife would come into my office, and I'd be working on a project, but I also have a cartoon in my ear as well <laughs> and she'll see the cartoon while I'm writing something and she goes yeah he's at work and she'll walk <laughs> <out>.
0: <laughs> oh man it, I wish it helps probably like lighten things up with the lighter things of side of you know things like because we really put all this into a cartoon as crazy <laughs> as it is and as, as devastating as a lot of it is but
1: if you put into mm-hmm. a cartoon
0: you just can't make shit up like this it's like
1: <laughs> <laughs> you Look, most of this, you can't make up. Most of this, you're going, did I just see that? (laughs) You want to unsee it. (laughs) Thank you. And and, and people wonder why I keep to my family, I keep to sports, and I keep to cartoons. Because if I put my hand in the news, my logical brain will go out of control.
0: Mm Mm-hmm trust me it will I, I
1: had a little taste it I had to really
0: back in you know I'm gonna tell you a little story Brian <laughs> I, had to, I had to back and it recorded because you know it played and, and then it saves it for you I, mm-hmm. I, I listened to it I was so aggressive. I was like, you? And I just, it was a little too much. And it was like listening to somebody else. And I swear I meant it with all. It was kind of like being told off by your grandma or something like that. <laughs>
1: you <laughs> be ashamed of yourself. You know? my, my favorite, my two favorite <laughs> comedians, two of my favorite all time comedians are George Carlin and Richard Pryor. When I was living in Michigan City, one day I got a very Nasty message from a hater who is was hell-bent on seeing my failure. I turned on Facebook Live, and it turned out to be a mistake because I went completely nuts for about 20 minutes. My wife saw that, and she says, do me a favor, yeah, take that down, because that just doesn't seem like you. I listened back to it, and immediately erased it. I, I said, I said all that in 20 minutes. Yipe.
0: <laughs> yep, <laughs> I, I completely get it. It <laughs> yeah, probably, probably meant well, too, you know? But then you just get to, ooh,
1: Yeah, you hear yourself, And it just, like, no. <laughs> And you look at yourself, and you go, I said all of that. <laughs> and you listen back to parts of it and you're going I put that phrase together what what in the world is wrong with me <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: like abort board mission <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's, it old, what's it from the
1: old what's it from the old show danger Will Robinson danger
0: <laughs> oh man I've had so many of those moments and you know I had to go on a, a few apology tours too
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, because mm-hmm. I felt like even though I feel a certain way, I can't go around. You know, but the worst one for me is when I told everybody, <laughs> I told everybody that if you felt strongly for the president, that meant that you were just as bad as him. And then I and it didn't take anybody to tell me that this was wrong. I just felt it, you know, yes. because at the end of the day, everybody has the right to vote for who they want to vote for or whatever mm-hmm. it means. But it doesn't, if, you know, I have friends of all races and all cultures. Same. And basically what I did in that mess, because there's a lot of people that probably did vote for him. I actually know somebody that did and they were Black, but they told mm-hmm. me why. You know, mm-hmm. that, it didn't stop me from feeling the way I felt for them. I thought I thought it was kind of them to go out of their way to, to share that with me. And So I want to make sure that people didn't take that Cause i was basically telling people that voted for him or or stood behind him for whatever reason that you're a bad person yeah and that's not always it's not as always as black and white as as it seems for us it's always something in the middle in between we never know anyone's thinking when mm-hmm. they when they choose whatever they choose and so i get why people yeah. try to step away from politics and all that stuff when dealing with relationships and things because it can be become very ugly so I had to go online and address myself and apologize if anybody listened I don't know but I know that didn't sit right with me you know
1: yeah and and like you said you feel it immediately Mm -hmm. you feel it absolutely immediately which is why I don't talk about politics I know better Mm -hmm. I know better I also and I I said this Mm -hmm. to a friend of mine who was black and I got the side eye when I said Mm -hmm. I do not subscribe to black monolithic thought and they go, what? I said, let me put it in George Carlin's language. <laughs> I got this real moron thing I do. It's called thinking. The side eye that I got should have been a curveball from hell. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, I got my own brain. That's how you should, that's how you should feel. You should think, do your own research. Do your own, do your own research and become your own person. Yep.
0: <laughs> I hear that a lot and I get that a lot too, like with um black uh how do you want to call African American black Americans? People identify mm-hmm. differently. But I, I seem to see that's a, a big thing, which like we all must think that you know what I mean? It's like we all monolithic
1: monolithic thoughts. Yeah. And Monolith. if you don't then something's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> Bullseye. <laughs> Bullseye. But give you a perfect example. My mom asked me one day who my favorite sportscasters were. And I rattled off a list of names. Jim Durham, Wayne Larrabee, John Rooney, Jack Buck, a couple of others. And my mother looked at me and she says, what about Greg Gumbel? Uh, um, the problem with that is he doesn't do play-by-play as much as the others do. And the names that I gave to you also did it on the radio, where they are very descriptive. Not once did I say they can't do it because, oh, Gus Johnson did it for the Knicks. Gus Johnson did it for the Knicks. He did radio for the Knicks for two years. But again, it's that side eye, you're not a monolithic thought, when you're not thinking the same way and not thinking the same thing as other black people are, because I still get it to this day. People hear me on the air and then they see me. You already know the expression I get. (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, that's not what I expected.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I said, you already know the expression I get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and still get to this day, 25 years in. <laughs> and I, I, I had someone ask, I had someone challenge me. They said, are you going to ever go- going to interview a black broadcaster? I said, I'd do, I interviewed plenty of them. One of which was a voice of the Super Bowl for 12 years, mm-hmm. Mr. Paul Olden. It was the first voice of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Look him up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to tell you how that conversation ended.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the support? Okay, how about saying yes
1: from time to time you'll a lot more on
0: here.
1: Yes, you beg. it. Yeah. Let's put it all out there this is the <laughs> 21st century if if black folk want to have a conversation have a conversation about this all the black all, some of the some of the black people that I know that are in business beg other black people to support them mm-hmm. but when it's time to ante up crickets exactly crickets
0: yep I mean the first ones to talk about I got out of the uh, your show I said, because they' well they happen to be very nice they say yes. Okay, that's different. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, that's what happens oh, I, to because i color got a <laughs> i sorry. One of my best friends, um, Gary Ryman, the voice of Northern Iowa, I had him on my show, and I had only planned to have him on for, ten, for a 10-minute segment. Yeah, we talked a half hour. And someone had uh, chimed in and said, why don't you have me, have me on your show? And I listened to his voice. A, I could tell he was black and B, I could tell he was unprepared. And I said, well, um, I have to schedule you on. He said, well, you can put me on right now. No, <laughs> no, there's continuity here that I'm trying to develop. And you're not helping. Two days later, I get a note saying, you just don't want black people on your show. That's not yeah. true at all. <laughs> That's not- I'm like, that's not true at all. Cliff Levingston was on my show. Remember him? Like I said, Paul Odin was on my show. Remember him? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just that's sitting there going. Life, huh? If you want to personal <laughs> if you want to personalize something, personalize repair of this country. Why don't you personalize that? that? Why don't you personalize and, and take your own words to heart about supporting black business? Yep. I know you've heard that one before. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: too, too often. Too often. The topic I'm just like
1: <laughs> and when I hear it
0: it's from the people that I hear it from. like really <laughs>
1: <laughs> All I want to hear I and I just I just roll all I, hear like, some I just want to hear some sponsors say I'll support you and I know I'll get that. I know I'll get that. Mm-hmm. And you and I have connected on this level, and I know you've been there. My my co-host Cole Johnson, we he and I talked about this. Why? And I'll put it in the form of a question: why is it, why is it that when a lot of black entrepreneurs go into business, beg other black people to support them, and when they don't get the support, they go right back and ask them again. <laughs> How many times do you have to bang your head against the wall to realize i gotta go a different route yep and like this is vanity. not a color and this <laughs> is not a color war this is not a race war this is these are not racist comments these are not color comments these are just facts facts yeah these are yep. just 100 facts seen it done it been there done that got the t-shirt burnt the sun bitch when i got done with it <laughs> yep these are just 100 these are just 100 pure unadulterated facts folks yeah.
0: so they're not willing to go any further like you said they keep going back nope. and it's like if this isn't Thank working you. then I mean that's why history keeps repeating itself it's like well this isn't working let's try something different <laughs> Except, you know sanity. It, it, it's sanity
1: the, it's the logic part of the conversation we had yep. it's, the, it, it's the hand against the head going why didn't this work <laughs> why are you trying this again for
0: the umpteen time, <laughs> <laughs> and while you're asking that, you're still doing it. You're like, yeah, you're, you're still. <laughs> you're,
1: you're, I've had so many of my friends that I grew up with hear me, hear my show, and they pay me so many compliments. They're they're going, I wish I'd listened to you and not fooled around when it came to school. I said the biggest reason I didn't fool around when it came to school, one, I wanted to learn, and two, I didn't want my parents' foot in my ass. <laughs> to a logical that's about reason. A, that's, <laughs> about as, that's about as simple as it gets. Yep. I don't want to bring home and ever had my dad kicking my ass, no. Right. Unacceptable. <laughs> so how do I stop getting my ass? Well, maybe you should do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> <how it is. laughs> Why don't you comply with what your parents said? And my parents made it very simple. We're sending you to school to learn. Period.
0: (laughs) Not such a bad idea.
1: (laughs) And my my mother put it in the, gave me the greatest question, one of the greatest questions. What are you gonna do 20 plus years from now when you want to do something and you don't have the skills to do it because you didn't learn? Okay. All I need to hear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, you would think for some folks, right? You're like I totally got it. Why didn't you get it? You're like, do I have some kind of special powers or something?
1: Like I actually gave a damn about what I wanted. And it took me some years and meeting my wife to get that confidence back Mm -hmm. again. Don't get Don't get me wrong. But, hey, I figured it out. I got some help, and I needed some help. But at the same time. You would think some black people would get it. <laughs> look at my face. Let me let me put <laughs> let me put an important word. Let me put an important word in that sentence. You would think some prominent black people would get it. <laughs> <laughs> like way over the head, right off. <laughs> Goes right over. And here's what my my. Favorite basketball player of all time is Michael Jordan. Okay? If you only knew how many times I've heard Black people criticize him about his wardrobe, his shoes, and quote unquote, not giving back to the Black community, I learned early on why. And it's pretty simple. Given we're in the 21st century, you try and give and I hope this changes I hope this changes but for now my statement remains you try and get back to a black community it'll get ruined and I hate to say that I hate to think that way but I've seen it I've seen it and I I understand I'll get back to the community where I am because I know they'll accept it now if you go back into your old community which I hope for the folks listening within earshot is not in ruins but if it is in ruins it's more trouble it's more trouble yeah. I
0: can totally understand that and I think <laughs> with a lot of people they don't they're not willing to uh, understand you know what I mean it's kind of like mm-hmm. what they're thinking is they're thinking and not willing to have it be shifted like I will right. not I will not be shifted you know what I mean you have to allow see yep. things to be a possibility to change your thinking you know what I mean mm-hmm. you might be wrong you know yeah. so we have yeah. to be open to to listening and understanding another person's point of view
1: mhm and, and that's what we need to do as a, as a people period yeah. period yeah
0: take race I'm and born. color
1: take race color and creed out of the equation that's what we need to do as a people yep. period develop our own thought then come together with it. Yep. I
0: have this friend and he has this book. He has a lot of uh, great literature, but his foundation, you know, it's based on, he says, truth, ethics, logic, and honesty of intent. Yep. That's the basis of the foundation. He said, if you have those there, it can't be shaken. You can't allow it. Anything else to be a, a part, you know, of that foundation. It has to be based on those right there. Because truth Mm -hmm. is truth, ethic, logic, you know, and then the intent, the honesty, and the intent of the honesty. And then you come together as people, no matter what, race, color, anything, and you ask, who are we, what do we want, and how are we going to get there?
1: Yes. You know? Yes, 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 yes.
0: Because for the most part, I think that people want, we want more, there's more people that want for us to all have the same things that we all want but they're being, we're being suppressed. We're kind of being like blocked, pushed, you know, pushed down and blocked out and not really heard mm-hmm. because it's too powerful, you know? And so, or they don't believe. And then you right. have people that believe and wants to share that message with you, but it's hard to get to you because there's people that want to block that message and want you to stay down mm-hmm. and unhopeful, you know? And it's like, no, it's possible. It's, if it could be this bad, and it's not the world that's messed up, it's the people in it. planet. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's bad. And ah. it, it really is. You know, nature does what it does. The
1: world is here, you
0: know, doing what it do. <laughs>
1: it's it's like George Carlin said, the planet is fine. The people are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, you know, I had to think like when they kind of when they backed off of quarantine and, and people ran to what's the first place people ran? To the beach. If there was to a the beach of water that was near. I said, damn. I said, I bet you the, wild, <laughs> the wildlife, the marine life was like, what is that? You hear that? What is that? Oh, damn humans. Er- you imagine having they- Right. I know they said <laughs> a major part down there with them dolphins and whales. You know they realized that we wasn't around, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they probably was like, oh, thank you. COVID, whatever they was, <laughs> it was like, please get them and, out and of here because the the all they're is
1: destruction. And the moment it was lifted, the moment it was lifted, all Ooh. hell broke loose again. Oh ah, hell. Yeah. Yep. Now, I'm glad some of the restaurants, especially here in my area, are opening back up. I, I love that. And they do it on a limited basis, which is huge. Limited seating basis, and you gotta make sure you have you have your mask on. Totally understand that. But at the same time, when this pandemic really, really passes, oh boy.
0: Ooh. <laughs> yep.
1: And you're in California, so all I got to say is imagine the first Lakers-Clippers game at the Staples Center oh my God. where there are no restrictions.
0: No restrictions. I know. And people, <laughs> no restrictions or no thinking. No restrictions, no common sense. You know, that goes out the window. With it. It's like the restriction brings in the common sense. It's like, that shows you right there. You're only doing it because you've been told to. You take away the restrictions, mm-hmm. you don't use your own thinking. It's like you were told they, to do it.
1: I I get shot down all the time on my show because of how I analyze one LeBron James as a basketball player. And people do not hear me say as a basketball player. They leave those words out of their argument. My friend and I spent an hour breaking down LeBron's game from year one to year 17. I posted said podcast. Yeah. I lost count of how many times I read the word hater in the comments. Wow. (laughs) 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 Oh, you just don't like LeBron. You didn't hear what I said. I said he's a fantastic athlete. He's just an incomplete basketball player. Here they go again. Oh, you just don't <laughs> like what he does. It. Shut up. <laughs> That's how you can. T- like, Shut up. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's like if they hear only one thing and they don't haven't heard the actual like message. And I tend to say that sometimes when I do a show. I'm like, I'm going to need you to listen. <laughs> yes. You can yes, yes. On yes. This one word or it's wording, and then you just roll with it and you don't even listen to anything else. That I said, and you were complimenting him, but as <laughs> soon as you don't agree, and if it's something that it doesn't sound like all the way like oh yeah, like oh yeah, I just said it great. <laughs> like, like, what?
1: how does how does my wife describe the joke? Sometimers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness
1: like I'm oh, picturing
0: my head still having these conversations and you're on your show but you're also going right down like into the camera <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: some of the get some of the people when I used to have call in and people call into my show oh brother you talk about a license to throw daggers <laughs> They threw them all. They threw them all. And I just thought, why am I having these people call in? <laughs> why am I following this pattern? Now I'm I'm in a good place with how I format my show and how I do it. I knocked it down to two hours. It was up to three. But two hours is long enough. It leaves the people wanting more. Yeah. And I get my opinions in and I have a co-host now and there's a couple other people on my going to the team now it's 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 just time to roll like we said earlier in the conversation it's just time to put it together yeah for sure yep
0: yeah it's an important word there to accept these parents and that's what I, I tend to go on to I'm like and you tell your kids what when they're you know, when you tell your kids, be kind, be respectful. Treat everybody with respect. And then you turn around and hold that thought. You, Bubba. <laughs> Been there. you know, attacked the a whole other adult. And you're like, are oh, you just told huh? your child to, to be, kind. be kind? Be <laughs> kind. Then you wonder why they're getting phone calls. I'm like, hello. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: That's why I tend to when I have students and then like you meet the parents sometimes it's like totally makes sense. Got it. Got it. I'm so sorry, honey. So sorry. <laughs> 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 yep. Like you had, you had, you didn't even have a chance. I'm sorry. <laughs> you do. You really
1: didn't. You really. <laughs> you just put your arm around their shoulder and go. I get it. I understand. <laughs> You give them a yes. consoling hug and walk off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I even look at the world, Brian. It, to me, I look at the world and, and how we're acting. And it's like, we have, for the most part, even if they're not ours, we still have youth and children in this world. And it's like, what do we want for them? Like, mm-hmm. can we really sit back and say, I want you to be evil and be screwed up and you know, walk on people's hard-earning backs. You know? mm keep them down and oppressed They're like do you say that to a, a, a kid like you, a wonder yeah. you wonder if they do you wonder if they do say that <laughs> right I can't really see them having these these heart-to-heart and like and you know in the shows you see you hear the music playing in the background like the soft music <laughs> 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 you know I'm like I wonder how that works out in their homes
1: like oh I'll give you a funny story when <laughs> I was a baseball when I was a baseball DJ back in Chicago for youth baseball tournaments. I did it for seven years. I downloaded a lot of classic rock songs and put them in my library. I thought I got away with it (laughs) until my mother walked by and I didn't have my headset on. I had my speakers on and ACDC was banging on my speakers. Yeah. I cannot describe the look on my mother's face when she heard that. You
0: can imagine. (laughs) Like, what is that, huh?
1: My dad walked, and before I could say anything, the funniest part is before I could say anything, my dad walked by, put his arm around my mother, and said, He's playing to his audience, and walked off. (laughs) I'm under the table, dying laughing. And my mother is just looking at me. I'm in a pool full of tears under my desk, dying. <laughs> yeah,
0: I get. Yeah, I was kind of like, what's that you're listening to, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what is, what it would, been, look, would it have been different if it was like, like, the rap that would, you know, possibly telling you all the things you shouldn't be doing. Like? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's black, so okay.
1: <laughs> it's black, so you have to support it, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. That never made sense to me. I said, "Are you listening to what it say?" <laughs> you know, and I love all music. I like, yeah. rap I love, I love rock and roll, and yep. All kind. Of, I like classical. I love, like, I have a Beethoven uh, mm-hmm. album. I love piano. Like, that's one of my bu- on my bucket list before I ever expire. I want to play the hell out of some piano. That's like my, yeah. Dreamy. Yeah, and I think you're excellent, you know, when it comes to that that music. But I totally get it, and y- you can say all those things to somebody, and then as soon as you get to, and I like rock and roll, they'd be like, "What the what?" <laughs> <laughs> I asked somebody told me a family <laughs> member years ago I said black people don't listen to that. I said, yeah,
1: "Want to bet?" Ignorance.
0: ignorance at its finest, I guess. And I was like, you could do your freaking history, and there's some of the most greatest rappers. If you do the research, that'll tell you that some of their best work are some of their people that they look up to are some like musicians that are rock and roll mm-hmm. you know and then this. so I just you know for me it's just like the simple minded thinking just because it, it's not black you know and then it to me it also registers like you would think all the stuff that our people have been through before we were even here that yes. we'd be more open-minded than, than we are because we know oh, what it's like yes. to be stereotyped and looked about a certain way. But it seems to be the hardest.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? and, and you just look at some, you just look at some people and go, would it kill you to be a little open-minded? Would it, would it really frown you up to be a little more open-minded? Yeah. And I'm just sitting there going, I'm having fun. Okay, I don't care what people think anymore. I don't care who says what or who thinks what. I'm having fun. I'm having a ball. I can tell,
0: look at you, you're like, shoot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, now, allow me to be humble. It took me a long time to get to this point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you here. I'm here. I'm, well, having right <laughs> I, I yeah. I'm having a blast right now. I right. I'm having a blast right now. I'm having a I'm having a
0: blast right now. Yeah, and I I appreciate that, and I like that too, and that's what I want to you know keep because when I started, it's been like a year and something now, and I found like for one moment when it wasn't, I wasn't smiling anymore, and that's Mm -hmm. when I said, okay, so there's something I have to do differently because the world's going to be the world regardless. You know, I have to remember why I started. And maybe just approach it differently and not be mm-hmm. so. Because you could be so passionate about something to where you're just lo- you're you're going in too hard. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you mean well.
1: Guilty, mm-hmm. guilty, guilty, <laughs> guilty.
0: Yeah. When it got there, I was just like, this isn't fun anymore.
1: I want mm-hmm. to still be able
0: to laugh about stuff that has nothing to do with any of this, but actually. Exactly. So, yeah. I exactly. Really, yeah.
1: I had Dwight, I had Dwight Turner on my show this past Thursday from Chicago Fire, and I had a whole question in my head about what I wanted to do in terms of in terms of Chicago Fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything went out the window when he came back to me with a statement of I love Chicago pizza. And we were <laughs> off to the races.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> we were off to the races because my, and my wife heard this and she was dying laughing. I had, like I said, I had a whole bunch of questions in my head about Chicago Fire, doing some last minute research about it. Cause I'm very familiar with the show. Uh-uh, no research necessary. All we talked about was food for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, uh, hey that's what the, where the conversation went you know that's, what that's where it went to, yep <laughs> like, hey, you thought you were supposed to it was, you, you thought you were on your way to one thing but it ended up where it was it's kind of like that's mm-hmm. where you know that the genuine it was genuine and
1: yep and i i invited him back he wants he wants to come back a couple of other folks i've had on the show want to come back and i want to thank you for having me on your show and Steve Joyner for helping to produce my show and Steve, <laughs> I know I, I know I'm gonna have you on my, my my show soon. A couple other things have got to got to get moved around, but
0: Oh yeah, man, for sure. I'm patient. This
1: was one of the I had a great best. time. This is one of the best. This is one of the best that I've had in a long time. And I love it. I, <laughs> I love, love, it,
0: love it. I had a feeling. I said something's gonna be different. I had this feeling in me. And every time somebody texts me, I said, Look, I have to do the show, I said it's gonna be big. I said, somebody need you. to Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I really had nothing. Like I had my notes, but my notes really didn't say anything. They just right. said we're there. I just said I can't put this one together. I said this one is just gonna go off of chemistry. You know, just the the vibe. Yes. when You said what you said. I said okay, let's go. <laughs> why restrict anything?
1: Why we? Rest- why? I- yeah. That's, hey, that's after, 47, after 47 years on this earth, if I can't talk about what the hell I've been through, then I'm restricting myself. And I <laughs> exactly. refuse to do that now.
0: Amen to that. Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much. I had the best. This is like the highlight of my day. And I really oh, appreciate man. you uh, being such a good, uh, good sport.
1: Thank you so much. I had a fabulous time on your show. And I can't wait to get you on mine. Like I said, got to move a couple things around, but I can't wait to get you on my show. I had a fabulous time.
0: Me too, me too. And Brian Snow, would you mind letting our listeners know where they can find anything Brian Snow if they want to follow you?
1: Well, they can follow my show at official SIT Mourn. That's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, SNW Digital Media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for Snowman Digital Media. And SDM Sportsnet for the SDM Sports Network celebrating its 25th year and broadcasting. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BigSnowMan2172. That's how you find me.
0: And there you have it. All right. Oh, all right. All right. All right. (laughs) 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 Well, once again, I appreciate you being here. This is Brandy J, a voice to be reckoned with the next level. And you're always welcome here. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, we are going to uh, continue next time. And thank you so much, Brian Snow. Thank
1: you.